So our epistle this morning comes from Paul's letter to the church in Philippi. We've been in uh, Philippians for a couple of Sundays now. And uh, this Sunday, we are in the third chapter, verses 5 through 14. And this is what Paul writes. If anyone else has reason to be confident in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day, a member of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew born of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. Yet whatever gains I had, these I have come to regard as a loss because of Christ. More than that, I regard everything as lost because of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things, and I regard them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but one that comes through faith in Christ the righteousness from God based on faith. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the sharing of his sufferings by becoming like him in his death. If somehow I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained this or have already reached the goal, but I press on to make it my own. Because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Beloved, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but this one thing I do. Forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. It's an interesting passage of scripture that Paul gives us. And we have to understand whenever, uh, and I've said this many times before, but whenever Paul writes a letter to the church, even though it's addressed to the Philippians, it could very well be addressed to the Splendorians. And so we have to take these letters and apply them to our own concept. And Paul, before he became Paul, when his name was Saul, was a Hebrew of Hebrews. What does that mean? Well, he was confident in who he was. He was confident in his flesh. He was comfortable with who Saul was. He was confident in himself and in the system that he had grown up in. The system of Jewish law, the system of Jewish society, the system of Jewish culture. And he was good at it. He was passionate about it. He was zealous for it. But ultimately, he was not satisfied with it. It didn't fill him up. Why not? As I read about Paul in the scriptures, I, I find more and more that I can relate to Paul. And you probably do, too, if you're on a faith journey. 
I can relate to Paul. I considered myself before I put on the collar. I considered myself to be successful. I had a career in the Marine Corps and then I went to work in the private sector using all of the things that I had learned in, in my years of service, using my field of expertise, which was moving people and equipment and supplies from one place to another quickly and efficiently. And I made a fair amount of money while I was doing it. I was good at it. I was passionate about it. You might even say I was zealous for it. Zealous for what? Well, money, power, prestige, material stuff. The thing about that was, like Paul, I was just never satisfied. Never filled up to a point of peace and contentment. Oh, that's the thing that I long for these days. Don't you? Peace and contentment are so much richer than stuff. This letter that Paul wrote to the church at Philippi, it's considered by theologians to be a, a foundational work of classical systematic theology, which is to say that it deals very succinctly, very precisely with three important topics that we talk about a lot in the church. Justification, also known as salvation. Sanctification, that's that lifelong journey that we're on to become more like Christ. And glorification, which is what happens when we finally arrive at that Christ-like state. And so this morning, I thought we'd all go to school for a little bit and talk about these three points in the context of, calls, of Paul's letter to the church at Philippi. Because when Paul gives us an account of who he was in the flesh, who he was in the worldview, in the culture, he is in fact not boasting, he's confessing. There's a difference. He says, you know who I was, you know my pedigree, you know my resume. I, I had this very legitimate Jewish birth, so much so that my parents made sure that I fulfilled the law by being circumcised by the eighth day. I was an Israelite from the elite tribe of Benjamin. I was strict and devoutly adherent to God's law. I was a fiery defender of the purity of my religion, even to the point of persecuting this new upstart church. And I was a meticulous observer of everything that had been set down in God's law book. And so when you hear that, it does, in fact, sound like Paul is boasting about his credentials. But he follows all of that up by this phrase. He says, the very credentials that I and, and people like me are waving around as something special, I'm tearing those up. And I'm throwing them out with the trash along with everything else I used to take credit for. And why? Because of Christ. 
See, when Paul realizes that all of that, all of those credentials, all that prestige and power don't amount to anything compared to Christ, he confesses that he was wrong and he turns from his wicked ways. He says, all the things I once thought were so important are now gone from my life. Compared to the high privilege of knowing Christ Jesus as my Lord firsthand, everything I once thought I had going for me is insignificant. It's rubbish. I like the message version. It says it was dog dung. Trust me, I have two great names. I know a lot about dog dung. And it's nothing you want to have possession of. He says, I dumped it all in the trash so that I could embrace Christ and be embraced by him. So like Paul, there came a time in my life where though many might say I was at the top of my game, I knew that something fundamental and important was missing in my life. Because like many people do, I had placed my needs, my wants, my desires first. And when I did that, it didn't satisfy. And so the Holy Spirit. led me to tear it all down in the most destructive way possible. When I finally hit rock bottom and I haven't had enough of me, when I finally asked God if it might be possible for me to start again, and this time, Instead of having me at the controls, if he wouldn't mind very much taking the controls from me. At that point, I asked Jesus to be my Lord. I confessed that I needed a Savior. Like Paul says, for his sake I have suffered the loss of all things and I regard them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but one that comes through faith in Christ. The righteousness from God based on faith. It's a tough thing being in your midlife and discovering. That compared to Christ, none of it has been worth it. Compared to Christ, nothing we do on our own of our own merits is worth it. Now that doesn't mean we haven't done some good in our lives prior to Christ. It doesn't mean we need to throw out the baby of our life with the bathwater. 
What it does mean is we need to reevaluate everything we have said, thought, and done from the perspective, not of the worldview, but of the Christ view. When I chose Christ, just like Paul, I got to experience justification. The saving grace of God through Christ. But see, God doesn't stop there. He didn't stop there with me any more than he stopped working on Paul. Because justification is only the first step. After a life of sin and destruction, there is much rebuilding, much redemption to be accomplished. And redemption requires suffering. It requires purification. It requires that we grow. We can't stay where we are. We can't remain stagnant. We have to move forward into our relationship with God through Christ. If you're not moving forward, then you're falling back. Paul says, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the sharing of his sufferings by becoming like him in death. In other words, we have to ask ourselves the question after justification. Am I willing now to get to know my Savior Jesus who took my sins from me and gave me his righteousness? Am I willing to die to self every day? And suffer along with Christ for the truth? Am I willing to give all of myself away so that I may be filled totally with Him? And so, like Paul, we have to give up all that inferior stuff so that we can know Christ personally, so that we can experience His resurrection power. So we can be a partner with him in his suffering and go all the way with him, even to death itself, if necessary. This is a process of sanctification, becoming every day more and more like Christ. And so we discover here, as we look at Paul's letter to the church in Philippi, that his goal was not justification for those people. His goal was not sanctification, but the ultimate goal for all Christians, glorification, achieving Christ-likeness. A goal of every believer is to achieve Christ-likeness, to be glorified, to, as Paul writes, attain the resurrection from the dead. And yes, that means physical death, but it also means spiritual death. Resurrection from who we were, born again, justified by Christ into this right relationship with God, redeemed and transformed by the Holy Spirit, sanctified, and finally achieving perfection, glorification, as we resume our created identities as children of God, the way God created us to be.
So you can see the road that we're on in this faith journey is, is not a short road. It's also not an easy road. The road that Paul traveled was a long road. It was a long, hard road from self and selfishness to justified, to sanctified, to glorified. As believers, we can travel the same road, that narrow way that leads to the goal. None of us have attained it yet. Paul encourages us and says to us right here and right now, this morning, don't give up. Stay the course. Keep at it. He tells us, not that I've already obtained this or have already reached the goal, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Beloved, I do not consider that I have made it my own. In other words, I'm not there yet, but this one thing I do, he says, forgetting what lies behind, and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. Does he say I saunter down the righteous path to Jesus? No. He says I strain. I press on. It's not easy. The human condition is pulling you back. And if you fail to take one more step forward, if you rest, you're liable to get sucked back into your old ways. But remember, it's not your strength that you're relying on here, is it? No, you're... you're you're a Christian by gosh. You are a Christian and you have the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit power, resurrection power working in you to help you press forward. And so if you, like me, are traveling that road to glorification as a believer in Christ, Paul is telling you today, no matter what suffering and struggle comes your way today, to keep hope, to keep faith, to persevere by the strength that is in you through Jesus Christ who strengthens you. And press on toward the prize that is yours to claim in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And as we go into...